Thanks for listening to the River Claremont podcast. We pray you are encouraged by today's message. For more information or to stay connected with what's happening at the river, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the River Claremont. All right, so my sermon series, wow, I've got a lot of voice. Today is deception versus reality. Okay, so um, they sh- the, the guys back there are going to be on their A game with all the scriptures. I am famous, or rather infamous, for using way too many scriptures, but that's cool. Because if I say it, you can argue with it. But if he says it, okay, so that's where we are. All right, in the beginning, Genesis 3, 1, and we're in the Amplified Classic. Now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, Can it really be that God has said you shall not eat from every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil and blessing and calamity. And when the woman saw that the tree was good, suitable, pleasant for food, and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she gave some also to her husband, and he ate. Then the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron-like girdles. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Since the beginning of the age, Satan has been twisting the words of God. He cannot create anything. He cannot originate anything. All he can do is pervert and counterfeit. All he can do is twist it and throw it back in your face and try to get you off off target. So um, it was funny because I didn't plan on doing this, but in the first service, I was like, um, Notice how, you know, a lot of people, my husband said he's never heard this before, but I have because I've grown up in church since I was five. A lot, I've heard a lot of religious people say, well, this is why women cannot, you know, do anything uh, for the Lord because Eve, you know, she ruined it for all women and therefore women are damned. Okay, basically not that extreme, but, so, but some amalgamation, some twisting of that. But notice how the woman... She, yeah, she succumbed to the seduction of the serpent, but then the great redeemer gave us Mary, and Mary listened to the angel of the Lord, and she said, be it unto me, even as you have said. So God redeemed us. (laughs) 
And a woman got to bring forth the Savior. <laughs> Do what? Yeah, oh, and a woman declared his resurrection. A double whammy. <laughs> so, you know what? Whatever, whatever was lost was gained again. Okay, Matthew 10, 22, deception. And you will be loved by all for my name's sake. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what does it really say? And you will be? And you will be? Such a fun subject, Pastor Kirsten. I'm really feeling encouraged. I know. I don't want to preach it, but he wouldn't let me get away with it. So here we are. <laughs> and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who perseveres and endures to the end will be saved from spiritual disease and death in the world to come. When they persecute you in one town, that is, pursue you in a manner that would injure you and cause you to suffer because of your belief, flee to another town. For truly, I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor is a servant or slave above his master. Next deception. God or Jesus reveals all things to all people. Reality. Matthew 13, 10. Then the disciples came to him and said, why do you speak to them in parables? And he replied to them, to you it has been given to know the secrets and mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has spiritual knowledge, to him will more be given, and he will be furnished richly so that he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Jesus was not, is not, nor will ever be a socialist. And we all know the word says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But how can that be, Pastor Kirsten? All these other people and commenters on Facebook that I don't even know where they came from, they could be a troll being paid $50 an hour to lead me into disinformation, but I'm going to listen to them. And th according to them, Christians should all be Buddhists. Buddhists even aren't good Buddhists, so get out of town. Okay. I'm a follower of the way, the truth, and the life. These are the words of Jesus Christ himself. Not my words. Why? Because I would be too scared to say anything like this. This is the reason that I speak to them in parables. Because having the power of seeing, they do not see. And having the power of hearing, they do not hear. Nor do they grasp and understand. In them, indeed, is the process of fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, You shall indeed hear and hear, but never grasp and understand. And you shall indeed look and look, but never see and perceive. For this nation's heart has grown gross fat and dull, and their ears heavy and difficult of hearing, and their eyes they have tightly closed, 
lest they see and perceive with their eyes and hear and comprehend the sense with their ears and grasp and understand with their heart and turn and I should heal them. But blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied are your eyes because they do see and your ears because they do hear. Deception. It must always be peaceful. Matthew 24, 4. Reality. Jesus answered them, Be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you into error. For many will come in on the strength of my name, appropriating the name which belongs to me, saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah, or I am a Christian. And they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened or troubled, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in place after place. One version of the Bible actually speaks of epidemics. All this is but the beginning, the early pains of the birth pangs of the intolerable anguish. Deception. If you serve Jesus, you will never suffer. Reality. Then they will hand you over to suffer affliction and tribulation and put you to death. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and repelled and will begin to distrust and desert him whom they ought to trust and obey. And will stumble and fall away and betray one another and pursue one another with hatred. And many false prophets will rise up and deceive and lead many into error. And the love of the great body of people will grow cold because of the multiplied lawlessness and iniquity. But he who endures to the end will be saved. And this good news of the kingdom, the gospel, will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then will come the end. Guys, I'm just going to say this. Jesus was so hardcore. There's a reason why they call him the Rock of Ages, okay? Yeah, it's, it's like real strong. It's real harsh. Um, but the reason why I have to preach this to you is because one day when my life is over, when the Lord calls me home, I have to stand before the great white throne of judgment, and he, I will give an account. More so than anybody else is because I stood in a place like this, because I stood in a place of authority. I have to give account for what I said, for what I preached, for whether I cherry-picked scriptures and be like, this is a pretty one, this is a pretty one, skip, 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 this is a pretty one. (laughs) Take all the pretty ones. Give them to you. But I'm going to be held responsible for not arming the army of the Lord. So here's the army of the Lord marching out into battle without any armor on. No armor. Almost naked. (laughs) Marching out in their underwear. Disorganized. Disheveled. 
not strong, not bold, not courageous, because they have not actually even heard the words of our Savior. They have not actually even heard the words of Jesus himself. And I say, you know, everybody wants to preach Jesus as a lamb, but they never, they skip right over the lion. I come from Africa. If I had to march one of those glorious creatures with the real poofy mane, you know, Aslan type. I mean, if he was right here, I'm telling you that your knees would be like, (laughs) they're having fellowship one with the other, your heart, you can't breathe. You will be straight terrified. (sighs) Even a tiger, we were in Africa. And they had this tiger fenced in. And I'm telling you, this this fence was not strong. It did not look strong. Hashtag Africa. Okay. So I'm walking along with four-month-old Ellie. And the thing is like, it starts breathing. And it's like, didn't it like run at the fence? And we were like, get away, get away. The whole enclosure just went, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, not, I mean, not to denigrate sheep. Sheep aren't even all that docile sometimes. I was, I was in praise and worship, and the Lord reminded me of something that happened when I was seven. My granny Dawn had all kinds of animals: uh, cows, a couple horses, guinea fowl, guinea pigs, geese, ducks you know, pigs from time to time. She had all these. It was a menagerie. One time there was a cow in her kitchen. It was, a, it was like being the granddaughter of Dr. Doolittle. I'm not even kidding. She's hilarious. Still is hilarious. Um, not as spry as she used to be. So here I am, seven years old, and we're visiting South Africa, and she has this one sheep. And this sheep is eye level with seven-year-old me. And this sheep, if it saw you walking, it felt the need to chase you. And as a seven-year-old, you're like, dear God, dear God, dear God. <laughs> it's going to trample me. So, you know, just in case you think all sheep are like, ah, it's so sweet, just pet me. It's not true. Don't believe it. Straight terrifying. Luke 12, 37. Deception. You can shut down slash stop going to your church if the government tells you to. Reality. Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied are those servants whom the master finds awake and alert and watching when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will gird himself and have them recline at a table, and he will come and serve them. Down to 41. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us all, for us or for all alike? And the Lord said, who then is that faithful steward, the wise man whom his master will set over those in his household service to supply them their allowance of food at the appointed time? Blessed, happy, and to be envied is that servant whom his master finds so doing when he arrives. Deception. We must unify with everybody. Reality. 
words of Jesus. Do you suppose that I have come to give peace upon earth? No, I say to you, but rather division. We can only unify here together under the word of God. We can only unify in his presence. We can only unify on that basis and that basis alone. And as much as we love people and as much as we've given people a thousand chances because God knows he's given us 10,000, at some point, I picture like this horse-drawn carriage and somebody just like falls off the carriage and is being drug along by a rope. <clears throat> at some point, you have to say, okay, bro or sister, whoever you are that fell off the cart, um, you know, get in, get out. Or get ran over. We have a mission to seek and save the lost. And as much as I love those that are wayward, and as much as I want to help them, you give them chance, and you give them chance, and you give them chance, and you just realize at some point that they need to activate their will. And at some point, they need to be following the way. And you're like, I still love you, but this is where I draw the line. And I'm going to run with the people that are still staying in line with the word of God. It does not mean I love you less. Because people are always like, well, you know, why is it when I leave a church, I get cut off and nobody wants to talk to me? Because now you're no longer attached to the mission. It's not that they don't love you, and most of our people are continuously reaching out to other people. It's not, it's not that they don't love you. It's that you're, you're not part of the mission anymore. You're not part of the squadron. What is those divisions in the military? Battalion. You're not part of the battalion anymore. You've joined yourself to a new battalion. So stop crying about the old one and just get on with it. What, is, what has God said to you to do? Deception. We're all children of God. John 8, 44. <laughs> Reality. You are of your father, the devil, and it is your will to practice the lust and gratify the desires which are characteristic of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a falsehood, he speaks what is natural to him, for he is a liar himself and the father of lies and of all that is false. Down to 47. Whoever is of God listens to God. Those who belong to God hear the words of God. This is the reason that you do not listen to those words to me. Because you do not belong to God and are not of God or in harmony with him. That's Jesus. Those are his words, not my words. I mean... When you read about the words of Jesus and you're like, Lord, I don't think I'm a good, like, little Christ because people have yet to gnash their teeth at me and want to throw me off of a cliff because they're so angry because that's what happened to Jesus. 
And then when you hear people denigrating, you know, presidential candidates, which they're just men, come on, seriously. You gotta vote for the man that's not murdering babies and that is actually gonna protect the church. How about that? Catch me outside, how about that? <laughs> He's just a man, but if Jesus Christ himself were running for the president of the United States, do you wanna know what the news media would say? Oh my gosh. He walked up to a leper and he touched him. Do you know how contagious that is? That's not Christ-like. He called these people whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. Rude. Not Christ-like. He's xenophobic. He called a Phoenician woman a dog. But then he healed her anyways, because she had great faith. But we won't put that in the headlines. <laughs> with, with some of these Christians, I'm like, what? Are you letting Fox News tell you who Jesus was? I'm just saying, because uh, when I crack this baby open, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I still can't, like, you know, blind person. <laughs> Mix it. Put it on blind person's eye. Ew, germs. <laughs> and then, and then he just leaves the guy and tells him to go wash. That's not Christ-like. If that was Jesus, I'm telling you what he would do. He would totally take that guy to the water and wash his eyes out himself. I mean, that's not Christ-like. What? Actually, it is. That's what he did. He was radical. He was a rock star. He told us to be prepared. To, wait, what does the Bible say? Fight the... Wait, why does it say fight? Well, let you think about that for a minute. But Pastor Kirsten, we're not supposed to fight. Okay, I get it. Not with flesh and blood. But when I'm in my prayer closet, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, as a South African, I'm very excited about this corruption in the election system being uncovered. That is a draining of the swamp. This needs to happen so that we can trust in our election process and constantly watch them. 
because they're liars and they're of their father, the devil, who was a murderer from the beginning. They tried to cheat in 2016. They tried. They tried to do it with finesse. They underestimated his base. So this time, <laughs> they overshot the mark so far, we were like, really? Wait, you flew all the way to Tampa. There were 12 people. Did you limit it on purpose? You wasted all that jet fuel? Oh, well, you flew all around the country like that. You had a bus burning fuel everywhere you say you care about the climate. You could have live streamed that from your basement, boy. Save the gas, save the money. You expect me to believe that? And the news media is like, don't see what you're seeing. Don't see what you're seeing. See what we're telling you to see. I could be a fake a Jake too, but I won't. Yes, I am from the south side of the kingdom. <laughs> people. I deeply care about them. I deeply care when they're being lied to. I deeply care when they're being deceived. We can all put on that fake smile. Like, guys, are you actually believing this? And, and then they, people get upset when you talk about politics. Okay, don't. Don't talk about politics. Politics is the dirty, disgusting deeds that they do in the darkness. And it doesn't matter where it is. In the government, in the church, in the business. It doesn't matter. Politics are the creepy games people play with other people's lives. But let's talk about the government because the government is on his shoulders. And I'll tell you all what I yelled at Kevin Sorbo when he said to my husband, just remember you work for God, not government. Woo! <laughs> Triggered, y'all. I said, yeah. But if church stays out of government, government's going to hell. <laughs> and he was like, oh, that's true. That is true. They have silenced your voice. They have silenced your gorgeous, powerful, anointed voice. We are being shadow banned by our techie overlords, probably on Facebook right now. There's like that auto caption. Just watch the stream go. We're being controlled and we're being manipulated, and it makes me so angry. I can't even stand it. And then these preachers, they come out and they tell you that you can vote for a guy who's going to abort a baby that could be viable five minutes later? At any stage, murderer. 
some lady obviously wasn't listening. We were listening. She wants to take back her vote for him because she doesn't want him to lock down the country again. Clearly, you weren't listening to the words that he was speaking out of his mouth the whole time. Oh, Lord Jesus. I get very passionate because I was born in South Africa. I've been here since I was five. I was sworn in as a United States citizen at 21, and I'm telling you, the anointing hit me, and I started to cry. <laughs> I, I pledged to defend the Constitution from enemies, foreign and domestic. We are the last light of freedom to the globe. God sets up the borders of nations. You're saying he does, God doesn't want walls? Um, okay. Why were they building walls in the Old Testament? Just thrown out out there. Why were they trying to rebuild walls? Some of you don't know who the Lord is. <laughs> they want us to sit down and shut up. They want us to be quiet. They purposefully infiltrated the churches of the people who were the loudest and most rambunctious and most miraculous. And they told them, don't talk about money. Money's disgusting. It's gross. It's dirty. Yeah, don't worship it. A poor man's words are never heard. That's what the Bible says. So they made the churches with power poor. Then the second lie they told, don't get involved in politics. It's, it's unclean. Well, yeah, now it is because you're not in there. <laughs> to shine the light. I mean, it's so bad that maybe, maybe God could have taken a preacher man and put him up as a president. But you and I both know they would have massacred him. We didn't need a preacher because most of them love him. Most of them do what I said earlier. Cherry pick all the scriptures. Everybody's going to love me if I say all these things. The Bible does talk about blessings. <laughs> but there's also the other side of the coin. We can't just look at one side because then what happens? Then what happens is when, when calamity comes, we have no Christians with intestinal fortitude. We have no Christians with a backbone. And we have nobody that will stand up and say, no, you are not going to cross this line. When they wanted us, um, somebody wanted us to shut our church down when the president suggested it because they love the president. And I'm like, listen, I love him. I pray for him. I know the Lord uses him, but he's not my savior. So if his counsel is leading him astray, what way am I to go? Right? I will listen to you as long as what you say lines up with the word of God. 
And don't come at me with Romans 13 because, please. Paul himself was thrown into prison. Why? Because he was making people angry. This is the guy that told you to obey the authorities. Well, it worked out so well for you, Paul. Just saying. It's good when you read the whole word of God and you understand in context. (laughs) So then, I mean, I'm not sure, whatever, I normally don't mention anything. The day my dad gets arrested for keeping his church open, first one, too. Listen, y'all, I believe in the confession that comes out of your mouth. This man always had to say from the platform, I'll be the first one arrested. I'm like, (laughs) I get a call from my friend. I never hear from her because she's in ministry too. She's moving at 100 miles an hour just like we are. And she's like, is there a warrant out for your dad's arrest? And I'm like, no, I just spoke to him at 11. Nobody told me anything like that. So we chat, catch up for like an hour. She sends me the article and it's updated. Preacher arrested. I'm feeling some kind of way right now. I'm the first born daughter and I have to find out from a news article? So I text my mom, is my father in jail? Exclamation mark. (laughs) Oh, yes, sorry, forgot to tell you. I laughed because the only thing that I could hear was him constantly saying, I'll be the first one arrested. I'm like, seriously, Dad, please stop saying these things. The power of your confession is too powerful. (laughs) And so, oh, Lord Jesus. That that day, he was perfectly at peace. He was fine. The comments online were just so fascinating. I'm pretty sure my aunt in South Africa knew about it before I did. Um, (laughs) And, um, you know, people were saying all kinds of things. That's not Christ-like to get arrested. (laughs) Paul, Jesus Christ himself. I could go on. In fact, I question my salvation and my Christianity if I haven't been arrested. Are you ready? Are you ready? The only way that you can get that power is from the word of God being filled up with faith. Build yourself up on your most holy faith so you can fight the good fight. And then when people look at me and think, well, she's a little violent, like, you know. War, army, the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I don't 
used fluoride in my toothpaste, so I'm not, like, you know, docile. <laughs> or in my water. I'm pretty careful about that kind of stuff. Just so you know, fluoride is the thing that they put in the concentration camps to keep the Jews docile. So when this thing all came out, like, at the... And people wanted us to shut down. And I'm like, you go ahead. And they wanted to stay home. I'm like, you go ahead. No judgment. But the Lord Jesus himself has said that I am more essential than a doctor or nurse. The Lord Jesus and God on high has said that this is going to be a place where the hurting and broken can come, where they can feel the presence of God, and where people can continue to come and gather together to worship him in spite of all the circumstances that surround. And like Pastor Caleb said last Sunday, it's my favorite saying, in times like these, it's helpful to remember that there have always been times like these. I, I really took an assessment. I knew about coronavirus before any of you knew about coronavirus because my father was traveling all throughout Asia while it, it started to break out. Nobody knew anything about it. So I had to have an assessment. I had to have a session with the Lord. Okay, Lord. Okay. Okay. To live is Christ, and it is for you, and to die is gain. So you have, to, you have to ready yourself and in your core be like, I'm not quitting. I'm not backing down. It's not because I'm mean or I don't care. On the contrary, it's because I care too much. I don't take pot shots at pastors and churches that close because liability. They close for the same reason they're making you mask up in all the stores. It's liability. It's the illusion of safety. It's not any actual kind of safety, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Took one microbiology class. Know it. I wish. I wish. If it did anything, I would do it. If I can prove it scientifically. They say we don't care about science. What? God created the heavens and the earth, and I have studied these organisms, and I know how they operate. So you just better. You just better be walking in the shadow of the Most High. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You will lead me to green pastures and still waters. And I have watched during this thing that was meant to crush us, during this pandemic that was meant to kill 200 million people in the United States alone, it has failed at its mission. It was meant to be a population reducer, guys. Sorry about it if I'm bursting any bubbles. So I was like, well, my husband hated it when I said this, but... Just quoted Esther, okay? Don't, don't hurt me. <laughs> if I perish, I perish. 
What can man do to me? Really, what can he do to me? I am not afraid of men and women. I am more afraid of the God who can throw me in the lake of fire. I am more afraid to be separated from him for all eternity than I am afraid of anybody else. And the Bible says, do not be afraid of their faces. Set your face like flint and do not be afraid of their faces. Do not be afraid. You know, people have counted it in the Bible where it says, be bold and very courageous and do not fear. And there, there's do not fear like 365 times. One for every single day. If you see an angel from the Lord, you will be terrified. Okay, you will be afraid. And then he'll be like, don't be afraid, just get up. And you're like, ah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can't encounter anything that came from the throne of God and stand. What? Alpha and Omega has been diminished to a tiny little baby that would never hurt anybody because they're incapable. The Bible says that the Lord is slow to get angry. It doesn't say he doesn't get angry. The cup of his wrath is currently filling up. And when I started studying about all the really despicable things that are done in darkness, I was like, Lord, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty mad. <laughs> Machine gun preacher-esque. <laughs> Where are these kids that they're trafficking? Lock and load. I will defend the innocent. We have to be unified in our mission. The problem that we are suffering under right now is that the enemy comes together and they're unified in their mission to a certain degree. Because my dad's been praying, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you set them against each other for confusion in their camp. And that's happening. I don't want, look. I understand. There's most definitely, I had an encounter with a cop when I was in my early 20s that straight terrified me. I understand. There, there needs to be, you know, some reforms with cops. But you don't want to defund the police. In South Africa, if somebody is coming to your house, guess what? You better be prepared to deal with it or else. The only time you call the cops is for them to come and take the report. They are not going to be at your door, not in five minutes, not in 10 minutes, not in half an hour. That's why I'm a little bit crazier than your average American. <laughs> Let's protect people, guys. Say, I acknowledge. <laughs> 1776, woo! I acknowledge that, listen, no country's perfect. But in South Africa, you get pulled over, you have an ID book, you slide some rands in there, you hand it to the cop, he lets you go. You do it in America, 99.9% .9 chance you land in, you're behind in jail. There is corruption. 
the corruption is minimal. That's the greatness of America. The corruption is minimal. The people are smart. There is no waste in a million years that there are that many stupid people out there <laughs> in America. I've talked to people on plane rides, and they'll say a sentence, like, just kind of throw a feeler out there, see where I'm at. I'm like, yeah, I voted for Trump. Of course. He loves America. I love America. We have something in common. And, and they're like, oh, okay, and they feel free. They're the, they're the silent, super timid majority. <laughs> they're scared. <laughs> but they're, they're empowered by your boldness to say, look, he's not perfect, but that's what makes him so fun. <laughs> First of all, they wouldn't even think Jesus Christ is perfect. We already covered that. So I don't know where the standard of perfection lies. But I'm not saying the president is him at all. But um, the fact that, that we have somebody that's in our corner, if they're not against us, they are for us. Jesus said that. And I, I get it. Most people weren't paying attention to the words that he said. But I remember when Hillary was running, and she's, she promised to come after the church and put us in re-education camps. That was a promise in front of everybody. And I was like, is nobody listening? No, a lot of people were listening. She didn't get all those votes. Even a super liberal relative of us said they had to hold back their vomit when they checked her name. I mean, and we're talking about an extreme on the other end. And we're like, really? We thought you'd vote with her with, like, you know, par parade or something. You know. So you're like, how does this apply to my life? Well, it does. We have to keep America free. Because this privilege of preaching the Lord Jesus Christ uninhibited and unrestricted will not last forever. If we do not stand up and say something. Like Pastor Caleb said, Jesus Christ is on the throne over communist China. He is on the throne over Venezuela. Where they're suffering greatly and they have to eat their dogs. He's still on the throne. And you're like, well then why? Because he always partners with men and women to get the job done. And when you're looking, ever since the fall, when you're looking, Genesis to Revelation, not one of them is perfect. No, not one. But again, not even Jesus Christ himself would live up to their standards. We could all go around being fake and just, <laughs> this is how Hillary did it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hurt myself. Like, you're not even a good actress, okay? <laughs> like, our. And people have been, like, trained to, like, think that that is presidential. <laughs> Hi, guys. So fake. Everything that comes out of my mouth is a lie, but here it is. Well, even when they're telling the truth, people aren't listening. 
So <clears throat> the reason why I preach this message is so that you would be armed with the word of God. And then not only that, but one time in a week is not enough to get armed and empowered with the word of God. I'm telling you, turn Turn on YouTube, or my Bible app reads to me is from the King James. It'll make you smarter, you know. You'll form new neural networks, because it's almost like learning another language. Um, <laughs> but turn it on on, the, on on YouTube, whatever. Just let the word play. Like, if you, what if you did that? What if you did that for 30 days? Like, you know when you, we go on, we have to check our social media because we have groups and stuff that we're managing, Ugh. I try to spend the least amount of time on there, especially since the election. There are trolls, guys. They're being paid. Now, most of the people you see comment are not even from the United States. You click on their profile and you're like, you're in Poland. Actually, sorry, if they were from Poland, they'd probably be on our side. Um, but, like, they're from Austria or Australia or New Zealand. And you're like, you guys are not free. You have no room to comment. We're not, we cannot be subdued into submission like you guys are. You don't even have any rights. They're all taken away. Under extreme lockdowns in certain of their states. I can't pander to what I think that the masses want because what the media tells me the masses want is not actually what they want. It's false. It's lies. Because they are of their father, the devil. They're liars from the beginning. They're partners with murder. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One of the biggest things that happened during this whole entire upheaval was watching the hand of God <laughs> come down. And when we said, we're, we're staying open, and my husband's like, you want to die on this hill? I'm like, I'm dying on this hill. <laughs> no. If I shut my doors, do you know how many people that we could reach take their life? If I shut my doors, do you know how many people that we could reach get divorced? If I shut my doors, that's all that was playing in me. The Lord was like, you know, at one time you wanted to go to China. What would you do in the United States? Yes, Lord. Even if I have to go underground and y'all better be praying in the Holy Spirit because we still be meeting. <laughs> How can they over there, they get found out, they get beaten and tortured horribly. And we in America, we've had our bottom in the butter for so long. We're so spoiled. Rotten. Spoiled. Rotten. I've threatened to take my kids to Africa so many times, you guys. <laughs> you want to see a starving child? I'll show you a starving child. No, I'm just kidding. They're, my kids are very well fed. You can get yeah, They're real, real well fed. You want to see suffering? I'll show you suffering. Except they're actually happy running around with no shoes and living in a hut. They're happier than you that have all these things. I need more. This is my children. I need more devices. We already gave you one, and you've got three other ones. Why do you need one more? It's like the barren womb. It's like a pit that's bottomless. It just never ends. 
what is the purpose? Whenever we do stuff around the church, we have to ask ourselves, what is the purpose? Who gets saved? Who gets healed? Who gets delivered? Who gets restored? And who gets full of the power of God and fortified to go out there and to speak? And when you open your mouth, you will speak with the fire of heaven, because you will ask him what to say. Lord, what do I say to this person? You can be loving in the way that you do it. You don't have to deliver it with hatred in your eyes, because you don't have to. If my kid or any one of your kids suddenly started running towards the road, I would scream my lungs out, sound like a banshee, and I would run grab their arm and yank them back really hard. I don't even care if I'm going to dislocate their shoulder. I'll deal with that later. At least they will not be squashed. If somebody's standing, taking a selfie on the edge of the Grand Canyon, I'm running, I'm ripping, I'm saving. That's love. It's a little violent, but it's like, dude, I really, you know, I don't even know you, but I love you, and I didn't want you to see you all flat at the bottom of this canyon. My, my stomach's not that strong. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, even if you don't know them, love sometimes causes a little bit of pain for a big, big reward to save their life. Love them to life. Pastor Caleb once said, you know, oftentimes when people are rescuing somebody that's drowning, they actually start punching you and fighting you. And they're just supposed to relax and be rescued. But they're like, I mean, imagine. I could, wait, just stop it. (laughs) You know, you're going to drown us both. But love love will still go the distance. Thanks for listening to the River Claremont Podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in seeing lives touched and changed by the love and power of Jesus, you can give online at www.riverclaremont.com. Your prayers and financial support are changing lives.